the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Church of the Week your program that we are here on AM 630 KSLR every week on Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons. Today we are glad to have with us uh, Bishop Al Blue uh, from uh, Family Life Christian Church here in San Antonio. Uh, been around here for uh, quite a few years, and uh, he's become a friend of the station here for the past uh, year or so. Uh, and uh, we just want to uh, welcome you, Pastor. Thank, Thank you so much you. for being here. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. Well, our focus here today is to get you, our listeners, to find out a little bit more about who Bishop Blue is, where he comes from, how, how he got to being where he's at today and pastoring um, this beautiful congregation over at Family Life Christian Church here in San Antonio. So why don't we just start out with a little bit about your background. Tell us about who is Al Blue? Where'd you come from? Well, I'm from upstate New York, <laughs> Yeah, uh, born and raised in Syracuse. Uh, I left Syracuse uh, after a couple of years in college and went into the military in 1978, United States Air Force. All right. And uh, so that was my first exposure to San Antonio. And um, after several assignments, I, I was active duty for 10 years. And my last duty assignment was in Washington, D.C., um, Worked for the Secretary of the Air Force there at the Pentagon. Nice. Felt the calling of God that it was time for me to come into a different kind of service. It, at that moment, or did you know that already prior? I went on a weekend retreat to the yeah. Poconos, and while I was there, God spoke to me, and he said, I want you to come into my service. Had you always been a man of faith, even as a child? I grew up in the church. My okay. uh, dad was a deacon, two uncles, pastors. Okay. Uh, so very deep roots, Pentecostal, Yeah. Uh, really, really in church all of my life, but never really understood that uh, – the the uh, personally what it meant to have a relationship with God. I understood church as part of the culture. That's what you do. Yeah. Family goes to church, you go with them. But when I was 18, 19, got around those college years, I drifted away for a few years. But uh, it wasn't very long. I got I got saved around uh well, it was September the 3rd of 1981 mm-hmm. when I accepted Christ. Uh and so a few years later, when I was there in Washington, D.C., I went on that retreat thinking about my next military assignment and what, where I was going and what God wanted me to do. And he spoke to me. He said, I want you to come out of that service and into mine. Wow. And so it was a few months later that I was discharged uh, from the Air Force. And uh, I was involved in a very uh, community-minded church there in the Washington, D.C. area. There was campus ministry. There was radio ministry. They were, they were involved in media. And uh, we did a lot of outreach. And uh, so I was excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I was actually uh, – I actually worked part-time at the church while I was active duty. So I'd leave church and go to – leave work and go to the church and answer prayer calls and uh, – 
uh, send out information about our ministry. And that led to a full-time position, uh, uh, me, me being hired on staff at this local church. So left the Air Force, went straight into a full-time administrative capacity mm-hmm. uh, as a volunteer services uh, coordinator, I guess, would be a, a good way to term what I did. Mm-hmm. And it was during that time, this is 1987, that uh, the, the church I was a part of, Tacoma Park Christian Faith Center, we had a guest speaker one Sunday, uh, and that guest was Malcolm Smith. And at the time, Malcolm Smith had just relocated his ministry here to San Antonio. Yeah. So he was our guest speaker in January of 1988, and when I heard him speak, it opened my eyes to the the revelation of, of who God was. Yeah. This was the first time that I heard the gospel in an undis- in a way that said, I want that, whatever that is. And I was fully involved in the church, wow. committed to Christ. I prayed regularly, everything. I was there. Yeah. But that one message was like the, 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 the tearing of the veil for me. I saw God. Mm. And I began to seek God and say, Lord, you know, if ever, if you have a purpose for me in ministry, I want it to be for someone like that. Mm -hmm. And six months later, that ministry, Malcolm Smith, who had moved here to San Antonio, they were looking for a national meeting planner. And they called me. Out of the blue, they called me and said, we are looking for someone to uh, coordinate Malcolm Smith's national travel and the conventions and seminars that he does. And we thought about you. And at that time, I was looking for another job. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around praying. I get this call. Long story short, I could fly to San Antonio. The Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says, they're going to offer you that job. And when they do, accept it. Mm-hmm. So the next day I interviewed. I took the job, and I went. I started working here in San Antonio in July of 1988. Mm-hmm. And uh, six weeks later, went back to Washington, D.C., my fiance was waiting for me. Yeah. And so my wife, Varan, and I, we got married Labor Day weekend of uh, 1988. Uh, got married Saturday, jumped in a U-Haul on Monday, and we've wow. been in San Antonio now for a little bit over 23, uh, almost 24 years now. So you jumped in the U-Haul and you've been living your honeymoon in San Antonio now. <laughs> living here, you know, I thought it was going to be for maybe a year or two, get yeah. some experience. And go back to the East Coast. But now we are fully, I mean, this is, we're moving, we're, we're moving family members here now. And Isn't it amazing how God works where you're, you're focused right now? At that moment, you're focused in transitioning into a new job. You see this ministry come in. You're attracted to the Holy Spirit and to the message. And, and you think, okay, this is just a move. But Little did you know that this is all in God's perfect plan for Absolutely. what he had for you to where you're going to be today, to where Absolutely. you are today. It's just amazing when, when we take a step back and just see the amazing things that God has been doing and all the different pieces of the puzzle that he kind of put in place throughout our, our life to get us to where we're at today. God is, God is tremendous in his, in his personality. He told me. 
that you're going to be in ministry in, in a couple of years. So I thought coming to San Antonio was just mm. an experience to get me ready to go back yeah. to the metro D.C. area. But little did I know that he wanted me to be here uh, to start uh, a ministry. Yeah. And and we did that. We had Bible study at our apartment complex on Sunday nights. Now, when did this start? Uh, I think in uh, almost immediately, yeah. we just were... Uh, people were drawn to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were worshiping in a very small church, and we we were just – I was there because that's where God told me to be at that time. Yeah. But um, the people that were there were hungry, mm-hmm. and they fed off of the – the energy that my wife and I had, we were mm-hmm. we were gobbling up all of the teachings of Malcolm Smith, and we listened to KSLR radio every day. Yeah, uh, back there in uh, nineteen eighty eight and nineties, and everyone. I mean that that was how we started our day, and so we were feeding our friends, yeah. the pe- new people that we met, young family uh, members, and people that didn't know the Lord. We would have them over for fellowship. And we'd sit around the pool and we'd eat and play volleyball in the water. Mm-hmm. Then we'd talk about the Lord. And that led to people getting baptized in the swimming pool there in, at, in our apartment. Nice. And uh, we started meeting, again, totally without thinking this is the beginning of a Bible study or anything. But we would talk about God and get in the Word and we'd pray together. And then it just began to blossom. There is a pull. I could feel this pull toward ministry, toward, uh, if you will, planting a church. Yeah, and and so we we did. We we people began to come to us and say, "We can sense that God's about to do something in your life." And whenever that happens, we're on board. So we started Family Life Church uh, in uh, April of 1991. Mm-hmm. I still worked full time. Uh, my wife and I were raising uh, two young children, and uh, uh, little did I know that uh, as as we started with that small group of people, that it was going to blossom into uh, a full, active uh, ministry. And here we are, twenty plus years later, yeah. still involved in serving uh, the kingdom of God. Praise God. So, awesome. Yeah, it's been a great ride, and, yeah. and we're loving it now. It, yeah. It's better than it's ever been. So you got here, you dug your roots, and you're here until God says otherwise. I'm not yeah. going anywhere, man. <laughs> I love San Antonio. I love South Texas. Yeah. Love the Spurs. Love it. I mean, I love everything about Texas. Yeah. I really do. Cool. Well, tell us about Family Life Christian Church. What's what's going on there? Well, Family Life is it's uh, interdenominational, and I use that term over against rather than non-denominational. Yeah. Because where we, people of my age, I'm in my mid-50s, people that of my age that have come from many streams. Yeah. But we've learned that the truth of God's word is what people really seek after. And so uh, we are, I would say, a blend of many experiences, but we worship. Uh, we believe in uh, really teaching strongly the principles of living after the word of God and living mm-hmm. to represent Christ. And uh, so we started out our ministry in Northeast San Antonio. We are still in Northeast San Antonio. In mm-hmm. fact, we've just moved recently over uh, off of Ritterman yeah. uh, Road uh, in I-35. And uh, family life started with my wife and I and our two young kids. Mm-hmm. And and the, the people that were drawn to us at that time 
were young married couples like ourselves or single parents in some cases. And so the uh, the the kids that were there uh, and the family experiences we shared together. So my wife worked in the nursery because our kids were there. Yeah. And then she transitioned into the toddlers and every phase of yep. – of uh, ministry, our kids grew up in in the church, and uh, we always had this sense that family was important to God. Yes, and we started with this passage of scripture when the Lord spoke to Abraham in Genesis twelve. He told Abraham that through him, all families of the earth would be blessed. Genesis twelve three, mm-hmm. and we took a hold of that passage of scripture and believed that God wanted to inspire faith in individuals, and through them, that faith would transcend to their family. And then generations of their families would grow to have faith in God. So we believed uh, that as a church, that it was our responsibility to develop ourselves in our own faith, and then impart that to our children and and bring a holistic sense of faith to our family. And as as individuals joined our church, that became the emphasis, family. Yeah. God wanted the family to be strong, that he wanted the family to grow together in faith and to reach whatever objectives or goals that, were, that, that we had and use our gifts and abilities to make life better. You know, I just came back from Ecuador a few few weeks back and uh, didn't realize – I knew I was going to go be at a conference, but I didn't realize that the entire focus of the conference was family. Wow. And I learned so much about family, and I just can't wait to really develop that even more in, in the culture that we've created here um, here in our ministry in San Antonio. But this is important. I think a lot of times we get so caught up uh, – just generally speaking, we get we get caught up in – in great big revelations and in all kinds of other spiritual aspects, which I'm not bringing down by any means because I think they're important and we sure. need to. But we get we get so focused on a lot of other things that we forget our very own children that are right next to us. We we as pastors give so much to the community. We're giving so much to ministry. We're giving it's true. so much that all of a sudden we're forgetting right here our own loved ones, our our husband, our wife, our children. And uh, I commend you for for taking that focus, bringing that focus back to to the church. We wanted to have a balance, and we we felt it was possible to give everything we had to the Lord mm-hmm. in service to his kingdom, and that would involve our children. And I've heard so many of my friends say, you know, uh, God first, family second, or family first, God, you know. But to me, when you serve God, that incorporates yeah. your family. Yeah. And, and we grew up... Uh, working our ministry in such a way that it never disconnected our children. Whatever we experienced, they experienced it with us. So it made sense to us if we were going to have prayer time that we should develop prayer tools for children. We should develop Bible study for children and make it fun and make it appropriate for who they were. And that's been our genre that if, if I could classify myself and not that not that any church wants to say I'm this is my specialty, but we really emphasize the significance of a family. Awesome. And and so it's been a great experience. And then we uh the community that we started out our church in in northeast San Antonio had a lot of young families around there. There were apartment communities, there was an elementary school around the corner, there was a middle school a few blocks away, 
They're off of Walsham Road in northeast San Antonio. And so we found ourselves, as we developed as a church, reaching out to the kids. I believe that strong families build strong churches. Sure. That's what the church is. Sure. We're family. Absolutely. We're family. And we see a lot of times when people convert to Christ, they can, they convert to Christianity and the faith in Christ, that uh, a lot of their own blood family rejects them. And so they have to come into this new family. That, that's what the church is. It's sure. an institution of family. And as we learn in the body of Christ to, to be brothers and sisters in Christ, and we learn how to love, then we take that right back into our own blood family and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what you did to me, what you said to me. I love you. You learn that unconditional love. You know, Mark, the family of God is meant to be that way. Yeah. I have, uh, my wife and I just spent a few days in Washington, D.C. with with her family, and and my my boys didn't know some of their cousins, but when it's genuine family, you you tear down the the walls and the the barriers are gone, and it's not long before everyone feels at home with each other. And I think that the church ought to be that way. Yes. I, I ought to be able to go to a church, and it doesn't matter if it's black or white or Hispanic or Asian or whatever the culture may right. be. I ought to feel a, a sense of family, welcome Amen. among my brethren, yes. and and the the worship may be different, the the style of 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 ministry may be different, but it's still family. That's right. And 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 we have worked. Uh, really rigorously to to make ministry that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And, and as an African-American pastor, uh, you know, one of the things that means so much to me is to remove that sense of ethnicity yes. and just be about Christ. Amen. And it's helped us tremendously to to break through the cultural barriers and, and we're able to serve in uh, wherever we are. So our outreach uh, touches all of the communities of San Antonio, mm-hmm. and wherever there's need, wherever that God sends us, we are able to go with that sense of God sent us, and we go in love. And it seems that that love always makes people feel that they're they're welcome and received. Amen. Well, you're listening to uh, the Warden in South Texas AM 630 here. As the Church of the Week is the name of this program, and we have been uh, talking to Bishop Al Blue of Family Life Christian Church here in San Antonio. Uh, also um, with him in ministry is as his wife, Pastor Veron. And uh, you guys are meeting off of Ritterman. This is the building that you guys just recently purchased, right? Yes. Tell us, uh, tell tell our listeners, what can someone expect when they walk through the doors there at Family Life? What is available to them? What type of experience can they have? Well, it, uh, other than being overwhelmed by that initial feeling of love, and we're glad you're here, yeah. and and you're and you're in God's house, then then people are going to first of all know that the experience. Every time we gather together, it is a, it's meant to be a celebration, and, and and so we love to worship, of course, and and give praise to the Lord, and then our, the emphasis of our ministry has been the community, and and so when we endeavor to relate three things, and that is God, family. And community mm-hmm. that he wants there to be a cohesiveness between himself and every family, and ultimately our communities. So, uh, so as we preach, as we minister, as we incorporate outreach, uh, that is the that is the message: God, family, community together. Amen. And everywhere we go, we endeavor to relate that. So uh, we we work it. We work with the schools. 
people will experience a sense of uh, commitment that our purpose there in the church is to be strengthened so that we can be as whole as we possibly can be so that then we can be of service to our communities. Someone that that, um, that would like to come out and visit you, um, uh, I know you've got different ministries that cater to the different uh, ages sure. from children all the way to – tell us a little bit about the different ministries you've got in place. Well, everything's there that you'd see in any contemporary church. Of course, uh, age-appropriate classes from, from the nursery to children's church and toddlers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have a, a series of uh, – a program called Pathways that wherever a person is in their spiritual life, then Pathways helps the new believer. There's a, a second phase of Pathways that helps a, a new believer that's never been discipled. And then there are the maturing believers that are moving towards service in ministry, whether that is music or uh, visiting hospitals or uh, visiting the elderly, whatever the case may be. There's a third component of Pathways that is there to help um, individuals mature in their preparation for service. And then uh, women's ministry, men's ministry, uh, ministry, uh, again, in the community. Uh, we work at the schools uh, in the, in the, with the probation department. We work with the shelters. Mm-hmm. So you'll see us at the Salvation Army. We're there at the Haven for Hope. Uh, we actually bring in young men and women that are uh, that have had trouble in their life, uh, and we bring them in three or four times a year, and we mentor them. Uh, we help them get free from addictive yeah. issues and get get them back on track to get their GED or go back to school, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider it I consider it wholesome, uh, balanced. And uh, something there for everyone. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they get to they get to see the the culture and the the ministry there. They finally get up there and they get to meet uh, you as the bishop and your wife as a pastor of the church. Explain to explain to the audience what is the difference? What is the role of a pastor versus a bishop within the church? Well, I, I think uh, uh, scripturally, a bishop is a, an overseer. Mm-hmm. He is a pastor to pastors. He is a, a leader among leaders. Yeah. And that is not to disparage others, but there are some pastors that that God uses to, to mentor others. Yeah. And, and so vicariously, we, uh, we learn from others. I, I know I've learned from, from uh, men that have spoken into my life and great people of God that have just helped me along the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something I never sought out, but just something that God always put me uh, or put people in my path that were pastors or in ministry in developmental stages. Mm-hmm. And then there are others that have said uh, to me, other spiritual leaders that have said, we see this uh, anointing on your life. This grace is there for you. Yes. And so we, we believe that you should prepare yourself and train so that you can be as effective as you can be mm-hmm. uh, to lead other pastors or to impart God's wisdom based on your experience to help others be the best leader, pastor, shepherd that they can be. Amen. Why don't you take a moment to brag a little bit about your wife serving uh, in ministry with you? Tell us. You know, uh, Mark, I'll tell you, and I thank you for giving me that opportunity. My wife has been the the rock and the backbone of my life personally, our family, but more importantly, our ministry. Mm -hmm. I, I have the privilege of being able to dream and hear from God. 
and and when I share those things with uh, my wife and with our leaders, she is the she becomes the engine that really causes things to happen. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a business transaction or an outreach, we've talked about mentoring and helping with education in our community for years. I talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but my wife puts you know legs on the on the cart so to speak, and she makes she causes the wheels to turn. Mm-hmm. And so she is not only a great preacher and a great teacher. But she's a prolific writer. She's an outstanding administrator. Uh, she organizes and pulls all the pieces of our our ministry together. So when 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 people say, Bishop, you guys are this is a great program, you know, I I always step to the side and defer to my wife because she makes those things that God speaks to me happen. And she pulls the resources and the people and the organizational aspect of all we do together. It's always wonderful to see ministries where you have a husband and wife working as a team and and it's not just uh, the, the weight uh, bared on one shoulder. But uh, <laughs> And of course, you've got the different uh, ministries in place, but it's always great to see a couple that are working side by side. So. Well, you know what was great was before we got married, we both were volunteers at our church in Washington, D.C., and then we both started working part-time in the evenings at our church together, and just as friends, God began to knit our hearts together, Mm -hmm. and when I was praying for that virtuous woman to be alongside of me, one day I looked across the room, and and the Holy Spirit said, there she is. So on our first date, uh, we talked about marriage, named our kids, wow. <laughs> and uh, three years later got married, and it's been uh, 24 beautiful years of marriage and uh, great experiences in life and ministry yeah. together. Wow, that's amazing. She goes around the world. She goes to Africa, South Africa, with gir- mentoring programs yeah. for, for girls. Uh, she She's in the Caribbean and uh, all over San Antonio, uh God has given her a grace to really minister to young women. Praise God. And, uh, man, she is great. And That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, congratulations. I, wish, I wish she was here today, too. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to you, too, for uh, for everything that you're doing there in the ministry. Thank in you. this last minute that we've got, Pastor, why don't you make an invitation uh, for folks? Uh, where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you, whether on the Internet, your physical location, telephone? Sure. Uh, what are the service times that you've got? Okay. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for having us. And all of you that are listening today, Family Life Christian Church is located in Northeast San Antonio. Our physical address is 5814 Ritterman Plaza. That's off of 35 and Ritterman Road. You turn inside of Ritterman, just two blocks up to Ritterman Plaza. And we're right behind the subway there. Uh, our services are Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. And Bible studies are on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Uh, you can also check us out on the web at www.familylifesa, S-A for San Antonio, dot org, familylifesa.org. And you can look at uh, some of our programs and even see some of the activities that are coming up on our calendar. We'd love for you and your family, whether you are denominational or whether you've never been in church at all in your life, I believe you'll feel right at home at Family Life, and we'd love to see you in one of our services soon. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. 
My pleasure. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've had a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, simply submit your nomination at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.